All right. So, uh, sorry, we'll figure out. Sometime we'll do the the fake meat question. We'll get to that eventually. Um, but uh, I thought we're only a few days from like ne- by the time next week comes, already after log bomber. So I said, well, this, we'll just you know, log bomber is one of those uh, special days on the calendar that I think we most of us know relatively little about. Why it's special? It's made such a big deal. You know, Hilulas and bonfires and. Everyone's in a haircut, and like we're so excited, and mainly we're excited because not keeping a veilist anymore, having a shave, and whatever. Like that's why people like, listen to music. We just feel happy. We feel like released. I think it's really the, the reason we typically feel excited about Lag Bomer. But there's actually a lot there about Lag Bomer that I think we don't uh, necessarily fully understand. Which, as we talk more, we'll understand more about the things we don't understand. Um, but why, why is this an important day? But certainly the day of Lagba Omer uh, is very much um, focused on the persona of Roshim Barachai. Roshim Barachai is the... the Lagba Omer is the yard site of Roshim Barachai. That's part of why. Um, and if it's his yard site, as it goes with Sadiqim, it was probably also his birthday, because Sadiqim, oftentimes, Moshe Beinu, others, they... Born and die on the same day, not always, but a lot of times that does happen. Um, and I and I and I heard an idea, and I've kind of always been like intrigued by it, but never really felt like I had an idea that really um, helped me to understand more, like what what what's unique about this day and what's special about it. And I saw an idea, I heard an idea actually. Um, one of my chaveri, Rabbi, Rabbi Turetsky, who's a rabbi in Shalvim, so he um, he quoted this idea from a Wolfson that I, that I added some things to, uh, which really. You know, it really uh, piqued my interest a little bit. So I wanted to share it with you. And you'll tell me what, what, what you think. So if you start in source number one, source number one is a quote from Emunah Sitach. Emunah is the Sefer by Rav Wolfson. Rav Wolfson is the Mashkiach in Torvadas. And, uh, and he writes something. He actually quotes an idea from the base Aaron. The base Aaron is of Aaron Mi Karlin. My wife's Chani's maiden name is Carlin, but I don't think related to the Carlin or Chasidim at all. But the Beis Aaron writes an idea, which is a very, actually, it's a little shocking to see. And we're going to explain what it means. But it's, it at first seems like a little like not our style so much. But you'll see as we move along, we're going to explain what it means. So he writes as follows. The, the Simcha of, of Lagba Omer, what is it? The Beis Aaron writes as follows. Any person who has emuna in Yerushim Barachai, that always makes us nervous already. Emuna in Yerushim Barachai, what does that mean? Right, we, don't, we don't do that. We don't do emuna in people, but okay. Whoever has emuna in Yerushim Barachai, yeshlo chizik berashbi. They have chizik from Rashbi, in Rashbi. They feel connected. If you, if you have emuna in Rashbi, so you get the chizik of Rashbi. Okay. Ugeshem shashem isbarach lakol, kach rashbi lakol. It also makes us feel uncomfortable, right? Just like Hakadosh Baruch Hu is for everybody, so too Roshim Baruchai is for everybody. Vafidu lepchusim, lepchusim. What's pechusim mean? Pachot means less, right? The people who are otherwise seen as less than, or even people who would otherwise feel like they're less than, if they just like Hakadosh Baruch Hu was for everybody, so so too Roshim Baruchai is for everybody. It's a very kind of strange and even maybe like uncomfortable thing to say. Okay, so so what does that mean? So let, let's. I want to talk for a minute about 
the story of Shem Barachai, just for like a couple of minutes, I want to make sure we really know the story of his life. Um, we don't have a lot about his life, but there are a few Gemaras that kind of patch together um, what happened in his life. Um, we do know Rishim Barachai was one of the main Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva after the death of the 24,000 Talmidim. So that already, right, that already takes us into like, oh, okay, we get why Rishim Barachai, you know, the Omer fits a little bit, okay? Um, and um, I, I brought for you here this like quick summary, a little bit. This, this individual of Nisan Nindal from, from Chabad, he puts together like the story of Shem Barachai's life. And it's helpful. It's based on a bunch of Gemaras put together. But just, let's just read it together for a second just so you know like what happened in his life. When Shimon was a young boy, he studied in the great academy of the scholars of Yavne, founded by Yochum and Zakkai, who died just about the time that Shimon was born. Shimon's principal teacher was the famous Rabbi Akiva who had his academy at Bnei Brak. So attached did Shimon become to his master, Rabbi Akiva, that the latter called him my son. During the cruel persecution by the Roman Emperor Hadrian, when the Talmudic academies were shut down and the study of the Talmud was forbidden on penalty of death, Rabbi Akiva, as we know, continued to teach Talmud publicly. And his devoted pupil, Shimon, stayed by his side until Rabbi Akiva was arrested. Even then, Shimon continued to visit his master in prison to receive instruction there. Only death finally separated them, for Rabbi Akiva was condemned to die a martyr's death. Hashem. We know the story that, that Rabbi Akiva is murdered by the Romans, and he, and he says, uh, you know, he says, Shema, etc. So, so Rabbi Akiva is killed, and Shimon now is left, is left afterwards. Those were very difficult times to the Jewish people in the land of Israel, under the brutal persecution of the Roman emperor Hadrian. It was particularly difficult for the sages to study the Talmud and to conduct schools. They couldn't learn. On penalty of death, it was also forbidden to ordain students of the Talmud. Both the ordaining sage and the ordained scholar were put to death if caught. If you give smicha to somebody, you would be put to death. The entire Jewish religious life was in danger until the great Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava publicly ordained five famous scholars defying Hadrian's cruel decree. There's a Gemara that tells a story. Shimon Bar-Yachai was one of those five. Rabbi Meir was another one. The Roman authorities were soon after these dauntless Jewish champions. The ordained scholars escaped. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava was caught and he was killed. So now Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava is caught. Rishim Barachai and the other four, they escape. <coughs> Finally, the cruel Hadrian died in great pain and his decree was, were no longer enforced with the same brutality as before. Then the leading sages of that time gathered to consider the ways and means of restoring Jewish religious life. Among the leading sages gathered at Usha were Rishim again. Uh, we find Rishim again. For reasons of safety, the sages moved to Yavne, where they sat in conference in a vineyard. And now, vineyard in Yavne, known as? Karen B'Yavne. The Karen B'Yavne. Okay? That's where they went. Okay? So now take a look at the Gemara in source number three. I have it for you here in Hebrew and in English. What happens? So it says the Gemara as follows. Uh, first line there. The Yasve, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon. They're sitting, they're sitting around. And the Yossi, Yehuda, Ben Gerim, Gabahu. And a person named Yehuda, the son of converts, Ben Gerim, with them. Pasach, Rabbi Yehuda, Va'amar. Kamenayim, Asen, Sheumazu. Right? Rabbi Yehuda says, wow, the Romans are so great. Tiknu Shvakim, Tiknu Gesharim, Tiknu Merachatzos. They made, uh, they made marketplaces. They made, you know, bridges. They made bathhouses. I mean, they've, they've added to our life. Rabbi Yossi Shasak. Rabbi Yossi said, nothing. Nan Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai v'am Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai said, no. Koma shetiknu lo tiknu elo letzorach atzma. They didn't make, yeah, they, he, the argument that uh, Rabbi Yudah made was that, look, in Eretz Yisrael, they made things nice. So Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says, they made it nice for themselves. They didn't make it nice for us. 
right? Tiktu shvakin lahoshi behen zonos. Merchatzos laidin behen atzman. Gesharam lito mehen meches. Right? All the things they do, they do for their own, you know, uh, behaviors which are not appropriate and for themselves to enjoy. They didn't do it for us. And what happens when they have this conversation? Halach Yehuda ben Gerim v'siper divrayim. Yehuda ben Gerim goes and he tells on them to the Roman authorities. V'nishmu lamachos. And they heard about it. Amru Yehuda she'ila Yisala. Yehuda said nice things about us. He'll be good. Yosi she'shashashak. Yosi who said nothing. Yigla l'tzipari. We'll send him to Galus. Shimon she'gina yeharik. And they sentenced Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai to death. So where did he go? So the story goes, he goes first to, to, to the base Medrash. And he stayed in the base Medrash, and he, and he lived in the base Medrash. And his wife would come and bring him food. And as things got worse, he had to leave the base Medrash. And where does he go instead? Rishim and his son, they go to a cave. All right, so what happens? So go look at the English. One, two, three, four, five lines down in the English, the next paragraph. They went and they hid in a cave. What happened? A miracle occurred, and a carob tree was created for them, as well as a spring of water. Right, so this is the famous story of Rishim and his son, that they went... To the, to the cave and they learned there and a nace happened to them and there's a, there a, 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 a charuva and ain't a demaya. If you look in the, uh, the, the Hebrew, third line, v'havu mishachim e'nai v'havu yasve ad savarayu b'chala. Right? And they would uh, remove their clothes and sit in the covered up in the sand to their necks. Right? To, 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 uh, to protect themselves. Kula yom agarse all day they would learn. Be'idan saluye lavshe mikasu matsu. They'd study Torah all day in that manner. At the time of prayer they would dress cover themselves and daven again, and they would do this over and over and over again in order to protect themselves, to hide. So they would learn, and then they would hide, they would learn, and they would hide the entire day. And they did this for 12 years. Okay? They did this for 12 years. Until finally what happens, Elyo Navi comes and stands at the opening to the, to the cave. Amar man dimis He says, Baryochai, the Kesar died. And you, now, you can, now you can go. So he comes out. What happens when Rishim Yochai comes out of the cave? Anybody remember? Like looks at someone and... Yeah, burning... It's very bad. What happens, right? So what happens? They see people who are plowing and so on. People, people going to work, basically. Right? They're giving up. They're not learning. And instead, they're involved in business. And what happens? Anyway, they would look. It's like, like Superman. And they would look. It would burn up. It would burn things up. So check this out. That's the part we usually hear, right? Yeah, they would burn stuff. But what happens? A basil came out and said, He came, came out of the cave to destroy my world. Sends Rishim Barachai back into the cave. Hadur also is to trace our Yarche Shasa. They stayed it for another 12 months. Amrei, Mishpat, Rishayim, Begehenim, Shem, Besachodesh. And then people said, yes, because yeah, Russia has to go to Gehenim for 12 months. Yasa, Baskov, Amra, Tsuumi, Marascham. Then he finally, Baskov comes out and says, time to come out. Not they come out. Kohechita, Havi, Machei, Rabbi Yelazar, Havi, Masei, Rabbi Shimon, Amru, Lo, Bani, Daila, Olam, Ani, Vata. Everywhere that Rabbi Yelazar would, would strike, Rabbi Shimon would heal. So Rabbi Yelazar was still too strong. And he would burn things. And Rishim Yochai would fix it. He said, it's too much. He said, like, he said this, I'm like, stop, it's enough. So what happens? There's sun setting on Erev Shabbos. 
They see an elderly man, he's holding two bundles of myrtle branches and running. Erev Shabbos, he's running with these two bundles of, 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 of Hadassim. Amrulay, honey lamalach. They said to him, what is this for? Amrulu, the covet Shabbos. Bring its flowers for Shabbos. V'tizkilach lach bechad. They said, it's like, have one? We need two for so he says, He says, No, I have to get two. One for Zachar, one for Shamor. Armale Lebre, Rishim and Yochai says to his son, Chazi Kama Chavivin Mitzvos A Yisrael. Isiva Daitayu. He says, Look how beloved Mitzvah to Am Yisrael. And they were feeling like calm again. It's kind of a weird story, right? But this is the story of Rishim Bayochai. So the question is, what is this? What, what does this whole story mean? And what does it teach us? And, what is this, and how is this going to help us understand what the Pshat is? That any person who has, you know, who has Emunah and Rishim Barachai, you have Chizik Rishim Barachai, just like a Chazik Barachai is for everyone, like Rishim Barachai is for everyone. What's, all, what's going on here? So there's, there's two other Gemaras. And the two other Gemaras are a conversation that a lot of the Achronim have about a steer, a contradiction between the opinions of Rishim Bayachai in two different cases. It's all about the same halacha. And the question is, how much does a person have to learn? How much does a person have to learn? And there are two Gemaras, Rishim Bayachai seems to say opposite things. Okay, look at source number four. Source number four is Gemara in Brachos. You may have heard this before. Torah says you have to gather your crops. What do you mean? What That's like a halacha? Why does the Torah tell me, gather your crops? Because you gather your crops. Every person does. What's going on here? Because the Pesach says, you should never relinquish the Torah from your mouth, meaning you have to always learn. So I might think, you have to always learn. There's no room for, for, for work. said, what does it mean? Why does it mean? To remind you that even though you're supposed to learn he gets the of Yom You have to learn all the time. It doesn't really mean all the time because a person has to make a parnasa. Rishim ben Yochai Omer, no. So same person. Rishim ben Yochai. Efshar Adam Choresh b'shas Charisha v'Zareya b'shas Zariya v'Kotzer b'shas Katsira. Person's going to have you know every time I have to plow and now I have to plant and now I have to now I have to reap v'Dash b'shas Tisha v'Zore b'shas Haruach. Torah matahela. So Rishim ben Yochai says, what do you mean? If a person goes to work full time. How much time do they have to learn? They're busy all day at work. They're going to have no time ever to learn. And remember, for them, by the way, once the sun went down, it was dark. And it was very expensive, the candles. It wasn't like they didn't have light, light at night. So once it got dark, it was at 5 o'clock. That was it. Day's over. What are you going to do? You're going to go to sleep. So when is a person ever going to learn? So what does he say? When you do, when you do the right things, Kadosh Baruch Hu will take care of it. You know that story with the guy? Comes to, he's dating the girl. And he comes to meet the prospective father-in-law. Thanks God. Yeah, yeah, you're very good. Right? So he says, so he says, who's going who's gonna, to you know, take care of you? He says, God, Hashem will provide. Right? So, so everything says Hashem will provide. So he walks out. He's, the, the, you know, says the, 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 he comes back in and speaks to his wife. He says, it's pretty good. He thinks I'm God. You know, right? So, right. Right? so, so that's Shem Barachai. Kosh Baruch will provide. So if not, not fine. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, the Gemara ends by saying, a lot of people try like Shem Barachai, but they'll also be that didn't work. You know, so that's not what we do halacha l'maisa. But Rishim Merachai, if you ask Rishim Merachai, how much should a person be learning? What would he say? All day, all day and all night. Rishim Merachai would say, every moment you have, you should be learning. That's what he says. Fast forward to the Gemara Menachos. The Gemara Menachos asks the same question. 
How much should a person spend time learning? Okay? So, says Gemara in source number five, line two, Midvarsh of Yosi Neomoda, Filo Shana Adam El Perak Echad Shacharis, Uperak Echad Arvis. A person just learns a little in the morning, a chapter in the evening, Kie Mitzvah Sulayamush Sefer Tarazim Pihad. Same exact Pasuk. Right? They'll fulfill that Mitzvah. Am Rav Yochlan Mishim Mishim Barachai. Mishim Barachai says, no. Shemarachai says, you don't even have to learn a, a parak of Mishnah in the morning, a parak of Mishnah at night. He says, as long as you say Kriyashma, morning and Kriyashma at night, that's it, you're Yotze. That's a pretty radically different chat. Right? He goes from one extreme of you shouldn't even go to work, right, to the other extreme, which is you basically don't even have to learn, just daven. And that's enough. How could Rishim Merichai be the author of both opinions? Okay? So that's many of the Rishonim and Achronim are bothered. How could Rishim Merichai be the author of both of these opinions? So there's a safer called the Teferi Yerucham. Rav Yerucham Liner was from the, the Radziner Hasidim. And he says a pshat. And he says, what is one of the things we see in that story of Rishim Merichai? At first, when Shem Rechaim comes out of, the mount, out of the cave, what is he doing? Every person he sees working in the field, what does he do? He burns them with his eyes. He has no patience for someone who is not learning all day. He goes, Kosh Baruch says, that's not going to work. Go back in. And he comes out, and his son is still having a hard time. Right? But by now, he's already saying, right? and then when he sees the Jew running with the Hadassim, he says, wow, Kalei is amazing. Right? He goes from being like a, like a, like a, you know, a very, very impatient litvak, and he walks out a, you know, chassidish rebbe, like, like, like sounds like Levi Yitzchok Radishiv. Like, oh, the klai is amazing, right? So, so what happens? So he says that Rishim Barachai, how could he understand? How could he say pshat? Jew has to learn all day. All say pshat. Jew has to learn just in the morning and just at night and at a tiny amount. What he's saying is, depends who you are. Depends who you are. Shimra Chai was a person who by the end of his life had come to appreciate the range of people in Kalei Yisrael. Right? And so he says, yeah, for some people, Taka, Kriyashma Shachar Sadarvis is all they can do. Some people, that's, they, that's the most they can manage. Right? Other people, they have the ability and the skill and the wherewithal, learning all day and night. And most people are somewhere in the middle. Right? But Shimra Chai was a person who could understand both, and all that entire range. That's the person he had become. Okay. Why can't but, you say he said it at two different points? What? Why can't you say he said it at two different points in his life? You could say he changed his mind. That's possible. He changed his mind. That is possible. You could say that. Um, we usually don't, when, we quote two, when Gemara quotes two, like one person saying two opinions, you usually don't assume like he changed his mind. The Gemara will sometimes say he changed his mind. You know, but if he doesn't, doesn't tell us he changed his mind, we try to find a shot that doesn't involve him. It's possible. But he'd rather not say he had to change his mind. So, but the question is, what, where, how, why? Why Why was he that type of person who has this ability to right, appreciate the wide gamut of different types of Jews? Where is that, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? So, the, so Wolfson says like this. The, the Chazal tells us, The Torah and the Jewish people were one. Were one thing. What does it mean we're one thing? We're not, I'm not the Torah, you're not the Torah. The Torah's not us. But there's like, you know, there's the Gemara's like that, like 600,000 Letters in the Torah, 
and just words in the Torah and 600,000 Jews that are seen, there aren't really 600,000 words in the Torah more than that. But okay, but like the Gemara says that, right? So what did that mean? But there's some element of, of, of Kalah Yisrael and the Torah are the same. What, what, what does that mean? So Rufutner used to say that, um, that you, sometimes you find a person, right? And you've probably experienced different types of people in your life, right? Sometimes you have a person who's brilliant mind. A brilliant mind. They, 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 let's say they're brilliant in Torah. Right? And they, they can tell you a hundred pshatim the Gemaras and they know every, you know, she that's shown him and they know, they can tell you everything. And if you ask them about human interaction and human beings and like sensitivity to people and how people act and understanding the human condition, they don't have that so much. Right? And you also probably met people who are tremendous. Chevra, they can understand people, they can give a schmooze and talk to someone and they understand them and, and they can really listen and it's amazing and then it's time for them to give the shear and like, not so good, right? Not so good. Not so deep that way. Super deep in their understanding of people, not so super deep in their understanding of human beings, right? But real great people, if they're the great ones, right, can do both, right? Lubavitch Rebbe could do both. Moshe Flansky could do both, right? Big deal, they can understand the depth of Torah and they understand the depth of humanity at the same time. Okay? What does it mean, right? The Torah and the Jew are one person. That we have the same ability. That just like the Torah is very, very deep and very layered. Right? And has, someone says a halacha, this is the halacha. You know, right? If you done some learning, this is the halacha, is usually not, this is the halacha. This halacha comes from a pasuk and a gemara and a rishonim, and, right? and there's a lot there behind it, right? that's not that simple, and it takes a lot of depth to, to appreciate, right? And so too, the human being. is person acts in a certain way, you know that, oh, that person did that thing, usually when they do something not nice, right? Or not so sensitive, or not, not so kind. So you could just say, oh, that person's a jerk. But if you really understand human beings, you know that that person went through something. There's something going on in their life. Who knows other things that they've, that they've carried along with them. There's something about that's gone on in that person's life that if, if I got to understand it, right, and understand what that person really is and where they're coming from, what their background is, and all the things that have happened to them, all of a sudden I viewed the thing that they did, not with this superficial, like, oh, that wasn't nice, with like, oh, right, okay. So maybe that feels not so nice, but and also it doesn't hurt as much, right? Because you, you get where they're coming from, you understand what's happened to them. You, it, you have a different appreciation of a human being because you know how deep and multifaceted and multi-layered a person's life is and how deep human beings are. So it says with Wolfson, the human being and the Torah both possess this unique quality that they're both extraordinarily deep and not so simple. And it's not just basic what we think, what we see, we see on the surface level. And if that's true, now you understand this idea of anyone who understands Rishim Barachai, right? So now, you have a moon in Rishim Barachai, so you have Chizik Rishim Barachai. If, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Lakol, Rishim Barachai is Lakol. What does that mean? What was Rishim Barachai the most famous for? What was he the author of? The Zohar. The Zohar. He's the author of the Zohar. He is the beginning of what we call right, Torah's Hanista, which I, I can't even really explain to you. Right? But it, it's the idea, the panemius of Torah, the idea of, of, of concepts in Torah and constructs in Torah that are beyond most of our basic understanding. 
and that lay at the foundation of so much of Torah in ways that are very esoteric and very deep. And it's not like it says the halacha and shochan aruch. It's there's way, 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 way more to that, right? And what? But what that means is, is that Rishim Rachai brought to the world not just the concept that the Torah is deep, but he brought to the world that the world is deep. Human beings are deep. Right? So Rishim Rechai brings to the world not just the Torah is a deep thing and it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, you know, all kinds of gematrias and things that, that mean something much deeper than we can even really appreciate. Right? But it means that if the Torah is that deep, that means at the same time, if, if a rice of Yisrael it means that the human being is that deep also. And therefore, what happens? There's, there's another Gemara Malachos that says Rabbi Kiva, Karshbaku shows up, he sees Rabbi Kiva, he's darshaning all the crowns of the Torah. Every crown of the Torah comes from another Jerusha. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means, right? But that there's so much there between the lines, even in the Torah, that we can't even appreciate that Rabbi Kiva, the person who could, Rabbi Kiva, Rishim Rechai's Rebbe, right? Kedarshan takes me into, this, into a different place. So if that's true, right? Then again, same idea. The, the, and if that's true, by the way, also, um, we also understand something else. And it's true, by the way, when you, when you talk to someone in, in learning, if someone says to you like, oh, I know the halacha, that's mutter. So you know pretty, pretty sure for the most part that that person doesn't know that much about the sugya. Right? If someone's so clear, again, okay, if they're God of door, so that's a different story. If Shachter says it, that's fine. But like, anyone who's not like that, it's for sure aser. Anyone says to you, it's for sure aser, it means they probably didn't even look ever at any, any basic source of the word. Because anyone who learns any sugya knows that there's nuance and there's back and forth and some Rishonim said this and some Rishonim said that and some we might pass in a certain way, halacha lamaisa, but probably five different ways depending on the scenario. Right? And, and so any person has that certitude, I know, probably really doesn't know, just like anyone has certitude about a certain person. I know that person is a, fill in the blank, right? Probably doesn't really understand that person all that well. Right? And Rashim Barachai, who brings to the world this idea of sod, of depth, of more, of it's not that basic, superficial, I don't really pay attention that much to what's down, down deep in Torah, brings that to the world also. In which case, just like a Kadosh Baruch Hu is a Kadosh Baruch Hu Lakol, so to Rashim Barachai is Rashim Barachai Lakol. Right? He was a person who said, Afilu Lepchusim. Even for people who feel like they don't have a shaykhus. They feel like that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Shemuchai says, no, come in. I'm interested in you. He's not, he's not Shemuchai who's burning people's eyes. He, he was a new Shemuchai who says everybody can come in. And if that's true, if that's true, if Wolfson says, and now I get it. So why is Shemuchai's your type? Lagba Omer. Why is Lagba Omer? What was the... That's the they're getting along. He's about ah, getting along. Ah, Rebbe students. What do they live? What do they miss? Lo nagu kavod zebazet. Lo nagu kavod zebazet. And by the way, what's pshat lo nagu kavod zebazet? Everybody asked the kasha. Rabbi Kiva's students. Rabbi Kiva's one who said, "Vav rech kavocha zeklag go to b'torah." So one of my favorite words on this on this Rabbi Shulman, Rabbi Shulman, Rabbi It's such a beautiful idea. He says because ava and kavod are not the same thing, right? Ava, we love things that are like us, right? We love things that people, children that we invest in, the things in which we see ourselves. That's where we have ava. We love things that are like us. Kavod, we give kavod to that which is different than us. You mechabit someone, why? Because they're unique and different. You honor someone for being special, right? The Pasuk says in source number seven, 
Liman yizamecha chavod velo yidom Hashem lo kaila lamadeka. So that my kavod should sing. Your kavod should sing. What does it even mean? What does it mean my kavod should sing? So Mitzvah Tzion says kavod means the neshama of a person. That which makes a person unique. To be no he kavod zebazed means to recognize the differences in people and to give kavod to those also. To give to be to appreciate what it means to be a, a person to be different. So the Talmud Rebbe didn't get it, and Rishim Rechai, who is celebrated. On Lag Bomer, not surprisingly, coincidentally, it happens his his yard site and birthday are on Lag Bomer, the day when the Talmud Rabbi Kiva, who preceded him, the, stu- the original students Rabbi Kiva, he's also a student Rabbi Kiva, the original students Rabbi Kiva, who didn't get it, who could appreciate people that, that were like them but couldn't appreciate the people who were different, the Shemirachai is celebrated on Lag Bomer because he's the person who understood everybody gets in, everybody has a place. Because if I really understand a person, I'm not going to feel this so different from me. Or they'll be different, but in a way that's very special. And in a way that I can appreciate who they are. Rash Bilakol. And it's true also, and it's true also, the Pshat also in the Mishnah Mesech HaSavos in Sorsen Braid. The Mishnah Mesech HaSavos in Sorsen Braid says like this, right? There's a, a, a Mishnah that we know. Ben Zoma Omer Ezu Chacham Halomed Mikol Adam. Right, what does it mean to be a chacham? It means a person who learns from other people. Why does that make a person a chacham? Why does learning from other people make you a chacham? Why? Seriously. You recognize what you don't know. You what you don't know. Right? You're, going to be a willing, you're going to have a willingness to really see what you're maybe otherwise unwilling to see. See what you're missing. Right? The, and where, where the past comes from, right? I'm going to learn from everybody, even the people that I teach. Right? I'm going to be a person who's willing to lower myself to learn from other people. The Bartanur in Sorsam 9 writes, I'll learn from everybody, even people that I feel are chusim. Right? Same line, right? Same word. People who are lower than me, or I think they're lower than me. I'm not makbid on my kavod, rather I'm makbid on what? Other people's kavod. Right? Right? It's the same shot. When a person's willing to be a person who learns from other people, I see that what's un- every person has unique, something unique and special about them. And that's why I can learn from them because I have that perspective that every person is deep and layered and unique and special and there's something to learn from. Roshlom Avalbi in his Sefer Ali Shur, so he built an entire parak of the Sefer on the midah of what he calls Hislamdus, to be a mislamid, a person who is lomain mikol adam, a person who learns from other people. And he starts it as the beginning of his, he builds his midos in that book. And he then gets to chesed and to, and to, you know, to being patient and all these different midos. But they all start from mislamdus, which means an ability to learn from somebody else, to learn from another experience, to learn from things that happen to you. And to never walk around and assume that I know everything. Right? To be a person who's willing to see the world in a deeper way. And to not to say, not to jump to judge, but instead to get curious and to look and to find. And that's the pshat that, uh, that, that Rishun Barichai brings to the world. And it's the pshat that Lagba Omer brings to the world. And that also explains another Gemara. The Gemara in source number 10 says, the Gemara in Gittin says, Kadai hu Rishimin lismoch alav That sometimes you have opinions that are not the number one opinion, right? But in the Shasatchak, in, in a difficult moment, so you can rely on them. And who is the person, who is the person that Chazal are willing to rely on in a Shas of Chach in a difficult situation? Rishim Barachai. Why Rishim Barachai? Because again, those moments of Shas of Chach are needed for 
difficult circumstances, when people are having a hard time and they can't, they can't be machmir. It's not the time to be machmir. It's the time that they need to be mekel. And who's going to be the person who's going to be your... When people are going to say, ah, the cool, the cool in it. The chavri who can't, who can't be the most machmir. Nebuch. Who says, I'll stand with them? Shemar Chai says, I'll stand with you. Because you think that you're a nobody because you, you, need, you need the, the kula? You're not a nobody. Shemar Chai is going to be the person who's going to stay with you. And it also explains one more, one more, one more thing we know about the Torah Sinister. What, what, how, do you, how old are you supposed to be? You can't learn Kabbalah until you're... 44. Why? Yeah, so what, so what? Yeah, you're right. You're more, when you're 40, you're more, more mature. Yeah, correct. I'm almost there. Yeah, what happens when you... <laughs> you understand the world better. I look, I look much more. I'm like, you're Joseph and Azaria. But yeah. What? You understand the world better. Yeah. It's not black and white. What? You've interacted with more types of people. You have more life experience. You understand that the world is more complicated and more nuanced. When we're younger, we see a lot more black and white. It's okay. It's just not okay. We 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 we're, we're fiery and we're you know uh, you know we uh, have all kind of excitement when we're young, but we don't a lot of times we don't have the ability to see the gray, right? It's only when a person hits doesn't have to be forty, but right in, in an older age that a person starts to appreciate nuance and layers and depth. So so when the Gemara says that or the Chazal tell us that a person is not supposed to learn Torah's Hanistar, not supposed to learn Kabbalah, the Torah of Rishim Barachai, until you're 40, what does it mean to say? It means that that learning, that ability to see things on a deeper level comes when you're a little more mature. Right? Rishim Barachai's son is burning things with his eyes and Rishim is saying, Tired, like, like, stop, stop. There's more. That, that, that chaver is also good. They just have a different, different approach. And it's not, really, not worth it to go attack them. And that's also, and that's also, um, what the Stechemet says. The Stechemet says, how could it be, right? How could it be that, that Rosh Hashim same kasha we started with. On the one hand, he says, I have to learn Torah all day and all night. On the other hand, he says, Kriyashma in the morning and the night. So you know what the Stechemet says? It's an Achron, another Gemara. He says, one was Rosh Hashim before he was in the cave, the second time, and one was Rosh Hashim the second time in the cave. Right? What? Right. 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 So, so what he said was exactly what you said. He changed. He matured. It's not easy to be a person. It's not easy to be a person who, who has that perspective. It takes time. You have to work on it. Kosh Baruch had to give Musa to Shem Like, it's not, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. You got to go back in. You go back in. Right? And you're going to mature and change. Right? Mature and change. And when we do that, then we say... Right now we see the world in a different way. Like David said, maybe he changed his mind. Exactly, and that's what Rav Wolfson writes in source number eleven. Said Rav Wolfson in source number eleven, "V'zuhi simchas yom shall hilula derimshim barachai." And this is why the day of Lag Omer is such a day of simcha. Kibo misbara inyan ve'amcha avamech kulam tzadikim. That is the day. The day of Lag Omer is a day when everybody feels like a tzaddik. Like a tzaddik. Everybody can be a tzaddik. Everyone has a place. And this is why I think this is so important. I think we, when we hear the stories of Rishim Barachai when we're little, we hear Rishim Barachai burning people with his eyeballs. Right? And we don't tell the second part of the story. Right? That he comes out and he says at the end, that Kashbaru told him that's wrong. That's not the way. We don't walk around burning people with our eyes. Right? With an iron hara. We walk around with an iron tov to see people in a different way. Right? 
Sha'af hapchusim she'ein ma'alasam nires la'ayin. Even people who don't seem so amazing. They're not, they're not wearing a gartel. I don't know. They're not wearing the, 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 the most, they don't seem the most religious. Right? Mikomokam apisod gam heim nichshav nitzadikot. Right? That's a cool, right? Apisod. Apisod is the language you always use. Api Kabbalah, it's true. You know, Api Kabbalah, I can't see that. Someone's like Ram, the Ramban will say, this is an in apisod. You can't understand. It's apisod. It's, it's Kabbalah. You're like, okay, whatever. I know what that means, right? So it says, Wolfson, same thing for human being. Sometimes in Torah, we don't understand. The answer is, it's, it's, this is Torah this is Torah These are things we don't understand. Okay, and we accept it, right? Same thing with human beings. Sometimes there's a Jew who have a hard time accepting, but your Bon Shalom wants them in the world. He, he created them. Put them here. I don't understand. What's the answer? A peace out. Your Bon Shalom has his reasons, has his understanding of this person and why this person, that person belongs here. He says, this is also Pshat, that the same day of the week that is Lagba Omer is always the same day of the week that was Purim. Because Purim is also a day. Of, it's, a day of, it's another day of Kabbalah Satorah, by the way. Lagba Omer is also a day of Kabbalah Satorah. Rabbi, Rabbi Yudin says this Pshat. He says, every day that's a Kabbalah Satorah is a day of Simcha. Yom Kippur is a day of Kabbalah Satorah. We got the second Luchos. Shavuos is a day of, of, of Kabbalah Satorah. We got the first Luchos. Purim is a day of Kabbalah Satorah. Right? Am Yisrael accepted the Torah again. Lagba Omer is also a day of Kabbalah Satorah. Because we got the Torah Sinister from Shem Barachai. Right? So that this, this idea of, uh, of, of Kabbalah Satorah meaning a, a Torah that's for everybody. A Torah on the one hand is so super deep it sometimes makes us feel like it's not shaykh for us because it's so deep. On the other hand, is reflective of a rice of Yisrael Chadu that we can be, that just like the Torah is so deep, the human being is so deep. And that Rashim Barachai is the one who brought that to the world. And if that's true, that's from Lagba Omer. It's the Tikkun for the Tamir Rebbe Akiva. It's the day of Simcha and a time as we're getting close to Matan Torah. We specifically celebrate Rashim Barachai. And maybe that's a Peshat also. I don't know. I'm not sure, but maybe. That's the reason also why so many people, they go to Meiron. What do they do with their kids? They bring their three-year-olds to give them a haircut. On, specifically on Lag Bomer. Why? Because that's a day to be infused in a child as they're becoming three years old. That's the first age of Chinuch. Amech Kulam Sadikim. We take, you're in too. Everybody's in. Nobody's out. Everybody's in. Right? And it's mechazik, that Indian, that everybody, Rashbi Lakol, Karash Lakol, that everybody's Lakol, that everybody's in. And if we only look deep enough, we will see the real beauty in every single Jew. So to me, I, I just felt like this, I heard this shot, I was like, this is like a totally different shot to me in Lag Bomer. Lag Bomer is, okay, so what's the fire, the burning? It's, the, the Torah is, it's H, right? The Torah is, it's, it's sometimes hard to catch. Right? It's, a fire is hard to grab at times. It's something that's very mysterious right, about a fire. Right? So the, the fires of, of Lagba Omer represent that, that, that Isha Torah in that sense. Right? But so much more than that, I think, this idea of, of Shem Barachai bringing to the world not just the depth of Torah, but the depth of your appreciation of a human being is a very, to me, a very meaningful idea and something that, that fits perfectly in everything that we're doing as we get ready for Kabbalah Torah, the Avodos Hamidos, which is what that Sirius Omer is all about. Building ourselves, growing ourselves, and understanding that when we can see the depth in another person, then we can really see the depth in Torah, and then we're doing what we're supposed to do here on this earth. Okay, Shkaya.